Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Welcome back to Take It or Leave It. I am so happy to have you here today. We are going to be talking about so many things, of course, staying upon the righteousness of God. But first, I want to remind you that a wedding is a great example of Christ's coming. So Jesus is coming back for his bride. And in the Bible, we read that the bridegroom, who is Jesus, is coming back for his bride, who is us, the church the body of Christ. And we're going to discuss that more today, later in this podcast. We're also going to discuss Babylon. So in Revelation chapter 18, which we're going to read a little bit later, we've learned that Babylon is not a place. It's not a city. It's not a town. It's not a village. And it's not America. Many think that Babylon in the Bible is referring to America and that America is going to be destroyed, but it's not America, okay? Babylon is a symbol of a religious system, and I want you to remember that, that Babylon is a symbol of a religious system, a system that declares belief in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So believing in the Godhead, but secretly focusing on man and satisfying man, there is a hidden agenda that is accomplished through deception. So today, that agenda is accomplished in the church through deception. It aims to please the soul of man, not God. So again, through very much deception. And Babylon is a religious system of religious activities to fool the souls of man, to deceive man into thinking that they are saved while using the name of Jesus. Okay. Those who are fooled and deceived, those are those on the wide path. Okay. Babylon is a system that talks about Jesus, but one that does not fear him. We have talked about fear before on this podcast and the importance of fearing the Lord with trembling. So Babylon is preaching this false salvation in which people are living life how they want to without truly fearing the Lord and serving the Lord according to God's standard and will. In Revelations 3.16, It says, so then, because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I bring this verse up. One, it's a reminder because we have talked about this recently. But two, in the church, because of this deception, it is producing many lukewarms. Okay? Many lukewarms. Do you remember when we were talking about the lukewarm Christians? This was in recent podcasts. This verse in Revelation 3.16 is confirming that Jesus is going to vomit lukewarms out of his mouth, right? So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Who's he talking to? Is he talking to Buddhists or Hindus or atheists? No, Jesus is talking to the church. It's for the lukewarms who are where they're in the church. It's for lukewarms. So Jesus says he wishes you were hot or cold. Buddhists and Hindus, they're not lukewarm. They're cold. 
They have not heard the good news. That's why Jesus prefers that they are cold because they still have a chance to be saved. Unlike lukewarms who do not change. Lukewarms have heard and they do not change, okay? Jesus says lukewarm servants are lazy and wicked and they only submit to the law, but not the spirit, the Holy Spirit. You know, listening to the thou shall nots of the Bible is following the law. And I'll give you an example. If your doctor says, don't eat this or you will get this disease, but you want to eat it so bad, but you submit to the medical advice anyway, you only obey the law. The law makes us do things when our heart wants the opposite. This is the righteousness of man according to the law. Okay, righteousness through the spirit, it's a want. You want to worship. You want to go to church. You don't have to worship or need to worship. You want to. You have a desire to. You want to go to church. You want to pray. You want to pay your tithes. That is righteousness through the spirit where your heart is matching your action. True followers are truly acknowledging and praying for this world because they see that there are many false gods here. And those who think that they are saved. It's very clear. True followers are mourning for the world. True followers are praying that many are saved. The Antichrist is going to come with much deception. And he's going to heal the sick and raise the dead. And he will deceive so many. Why? Because he's going to use Christianity as his platform to deceive this is the way it's going to be and i'm not speaking that from opinion it's in the bible the world is going to be deceived by christianity not hinduism not muslim the antichrist will contradict those who seriously serve jesus jesus is coming to destroy this deception he's coming to destroy babylon Let's jump into Revelations 18, verse 21. Chapter 18, verse 21, it says, Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. So a big stone, right? An angel took a big stone and the angel was up somewhere. The angel threw the stone and Many think that Babylon is a location because in this verse, it calls it the great city Babylon. But again, remember, this means a religious society. Okay, verse 22. The sound of harpists, musicians, fluidists, and trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. Heard where? In Babylon. No craftsman or any craft shall be found in you anymore. The sound of the millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. Okay, so verse 22, there's going to be no more music ministry. That's what we're learning here. No more concerts, right, posing as worship. And today, beware, because many worship services, they're creating this false Holy Spirit presence. They're just giving you this false emotion, these goosebumps, not a true encounter. It's truly a false worship and an abomination to God. This will all be over according to the word of God. So beware, people of God. This is in the Bible. You need to be sensitive today because the witchcraft is woven within the worship. The deception is there. Where? In the church. Okay? When it says craftsman, when you think of a craftsman, you think crafty. This means that there's going to be no more deceivers, no more craftiness, right? No more craftsmen. Why do these things exist today in the church? 
because Satan doesn't want to be alone in hell. He knows that he's going to suffer, right? He knows that he's going to burn forever, but he doesn't want to be the only one burning forever. So these things are influenced by him, okay? So no religion anymore. No deceiving music, no deceiving people, no more. Destroyed. Why? Because Jesus says he's going to destroy it. There's going to be no more deception. This includes programs and activities of religion. Again, that inspire that feeling of, of, oh, I'm saved, though it's a false salvation. Destroyed. No more. Verse 23. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. So what we learn in verse 23 is that religion has some light on it, right? We just read that the light of the lamp shall shine in you anymore. It will not be there anymore. So today there are those not in religion and who stand against religion. Okay. So religion is in the church, right? This craftiness, this deceiving, right? But there's also those who are truly serving God that shine through those who are religious. These are the ones that are warning people. This is the light. These people are unlike those who are drugging the people. And I don't mean physically, I mean spiritually drugging the people. Because when people are down, deceivers are speaking this encouragement that doesn't last, this encouragement that says you're going to be okay. And it gives them a temporary relief, but there's no change, right? Deception. People just go to the church to feel good for that moment. Deception. This verse is confirming that the light is no longer going to rebuke encounter deception. Why? Because they're going to be gone. Why are they going to be gone? Because Jesus is coming back for his people. He's coming back for the light. And this verse also mentions the bridegroom and the bride. It says the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. Who's the bridegroom? Jesus. And the bride are his followers, his true followers. They'll be heard no more. And Jesus warns those to get out of religion because he is going to destroy it if not. Those in religion will be destroyed if they do not get out of religion. And this verse also talks about merchants. These are the ones who are selling the religious services. These are the big names. These are the ones that are convincing the people, yes, you're going to be okay. This is great. These are names that people know. People with a reputation. These are influencers on earth. And this is a source of sorcery and witchcraft. Where is it? It's in the church. Okay, and I'm going to stop there, and I want to ask you a question. Do you think that you can be a scholar and memorize the word of God and be okay? You know, Jesus says the spirit brings salvation, and it's about what we do, not about what we memorize, because these things, Jesus is coming back to destroy. And just because you have the word of God memorized does not mean that you are safe from this. You know, Satan and his demons, they know the word of God. They can recognize God. So it's clear that we must be the light. We must be true followers of Jesus, ready to exhort and rebuke, right? Convince the people who he is. That's what we're here to do, to spread the gospel. We can't just memorize verses. There's work that we need to do. So again, in verse 23, the followers of Jesus are gone. Why? Because they served him. They didn't just pray 
and read their Bible. They were not lazy and wicked. They multiplied their talents. Followers are the ones who were sewing the righteous garment here on earth. They were ready. They were ready. The bride was ready. Can't you see the urgency to be prepared? I just want to remind you that Jesus is coming back quickly. Okay, and in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, it says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. We talked about that on the previous podcast, so I encourage you to listen to that. This is also mentioned in Revelation 16, 15. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garment, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So Jesus is coming as a thief in the night, like a twinkling of an eye. And the one who is watching and guarding his garment will not have shame exposed. Jesus is coming for those who are wearing the garment, those who are living out the things that he says, those who are in agreement with the things that he says in their hearts through the Holy Spirit power. You know, and I want you to be aware of the false teachings. You don't just pray and suddenly you're righteous, okay? You don't just pray and and then the righteousness just happens. The power of the Holy Spirit is needed to turn away from sin and to move forward in Jesus' ministry. Okay, so once you make up your mind, you now need to purge out the sin in your life. Why? So that you can be righteous, so that you can uh, sew your garment, right? So that you can get into the word and start to understand it and live it out in your life. And the Holy Spirit helps you with that. Without the Holy Spirit, you and I, if we don't have that, we're just like the Jews in Acts 19, very religious, right? Very religious, cloaked in maybe religious attire. We look like priests. We can hold the Bible, maybe even a shofar, Right? Perhaps we're wrapped in a tallit prayer shawl, but the demons will not recognize us because we do not have the power. Amen? So the bride and the wedding are those who died and were righteous. Those alive are those who are living a righteous life by the power of the Holy Spirit. It can be me or you. We are the ones that make the choice of how we're going to live this life. And we are the ones who choose to embrace the Holy Spirit or not. He's not going to force himself on us. So why do we need the Holy Spirit? This is to make our wedding garment. This is what we've been talking about. Righteousness. Why? Because we want to meet the bridegroom. We need to be ready. When? When is he coming? No one knows. But we better be prepared because it will happen in the twinkling of an eye. I want to read in Revelations 19, and this is written by John. And starting in verse 1. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia! Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. So who is the Lord our God? Jesus. The Father is there, of course. The Holy Spirit, yes, it's the the Godhead three in one. But God says, to know the Father, you must know my Son. So Jesus. Verse 2. For true and righteous are his judgments, because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her so this mentions harlot what's this this is babylon remember this is the religious system and it mentions fornication what's that it's benefiting from something you should not it's allowing wrong things to touch you and saying it's okay this is babylon 
And why is there blood mentioned in this verse? Because those who are religious will be put to their death. Verse 3. Again, they said, Alleluia, her smoke rises up forever and ever. So burned up religion, deception, this deceptive Christianity burning up forever and ever. Verse 4. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. So many were saying these things, praising God. Verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Okay, so the marriage of the lamb, the bride is who? You should be experts now. The bride are the followers of Jesus. They sewed their clothing. They made themselves ready. And the church says, don't worry, God will make you ready. I don't want you to listen to that. Don't listen to that. It's a false teaching. The Holy Spirit helps you to move to be ready, right? But you are the one that needs to move. Do not give all the work to Jesus because you need to be accountable here, okay? Don't listen to those false teachings that give you a temporary relief and encouragement that you're going to be okay if you have not done the work. Verse 8, and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So who was her? In verse 8, who is her? Whenever you read verse 7, you know that her is us. We're talking about the wife, the bride. The wife is approved to wear the best, clean, brightest linens. For the linen is the righteous acts of who? This verse says the saints. We know the saints are the followers of Jesus. So it should be you and me. So is there work to do after you repent? Yes. You need to sew your clothes, your holy garments. You need to purge out the sin, right? So that you can be righteous. Jesus is righteous, but you need his help to enter the holy place of God. Through the power of the Holy Spirit to be taken up in the rapture, we better be covered by the righteousness of Jesus. Why? So we are not seen as the sinner of earth, but with the righteousness of Jesus. Jesus is our righteousness. We must prove that we qualify to be with him. We need the Holy Spirit to make it, right? We need the Holy Spirit to carry out the ministry that's birthed in us to do the work or else we're not acceptable. There's many churches today that are not preaching a full message. They're not focusing on the Holy Spirit. But I ask you, why is there the Holy Spirit if we don't have to do anything? If, if the church today is preaching that God will make you ready, that everything's going to be all right, why is the Holy Spirit here? He is the one who gives us power. He is the one that we need to carry out the will of God. So again, why would Jesus send the Holy Spirit if he shouldn't be preached about? Many churches, again, they're withholding this teaching today. Man cannot be saved by the law. The Spirit gives life, and I want you to remember that. He is coming back quickly. Jesus is coming back quickly, and we must ensure that we are not a citizen of Babylon, or else we will be destroyed. You and I can do it, but not alone. 
with the power from the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you today to run and find him and experience him. We need him to resist sin and to move forward in our calling that Jesus has for us. We need him to sew our garment. We need him to be approved. We need him to be worthy, to be the bride, ready and clean and beautiful for when he returns. We need him to be pleasing to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.